that is all baseball. They're better than they were a year ago. This is the Baseball Hour with Tony Maz. Brought to you by Jackson Lumber and Millwork. Bigelow Tea, Gravely Zero Turn Lawnmowers. The 99 Restaurants, Sing Sang Cocktail in a Can. Win Waste Innovations and Woodbridge Wines. On Boston's home for sports. 98.5, the Sports Hub. This ball down the line. This one is not fouled. This one's fair, easy. As soon as that ball hits the ground, this game's over. Well, that was a nice moment for the Red Sox last night. Nice little 9-8 win over the Texas Rangers. And isn't it frustrating that they haven't given us more moments like that this year? Because that was a reminder that baseball can be fun. That was a reminder of what the Red Sox were last year, what the Red Sox are when they're good, and what you deserve as baseball fans in Boston. And I hope you're going to get more of those moments next year. I hope that the Red Sox are going to get this thing turned around. I hope that the Red Sox are going to get this thing figured out because that's what it should be last night. That's what baseball should be. How you doing? It is the baseball hour. McCarthy in for Maz, as I have been, I think basically every, every Friday on this summer. Maz, you know, he's got games to call. He's got vacations to take. It's the Friday before uh, Labor Day weekend. It is Labor Day weekend. You're out and about. Uh, We'll take care of you tonight. 617-779-0985. If you want to talk about that game last night, you certainly can. I'll take your calls on it. But I want to talk more importantly about the big picture with the Red Sox and the future of the Red Sox. And Alex Cora's future with the Red Sox. Because I think that's the story here. And I think people are starting to catch on to this a little bit. I think people are starting to pay attention to what could be possible for the Red Sox moving forward and some of the issues that the Red Sox are dealing with internally and some of the problems that they might be dealing with between manager and general manager and what that all means for the Red Sox moving forward. That's the story tonight. That's the story for the Red Sox moving forward, and I think it's going to become a bigger and bigger story because people are starting to talk about this. In the last week, The most connected national baseball reporters have talked openly or have written openly about Alex Cora's future with the Red Sox. These, of course, follow the comments that Sam Kennedy made earlier this week, which were in direct response to Jared Carabas talking on his podcast about Heim Bloom's future with the Red Sox. And we didn't talk about it as much. Alex Cora's future with the Red Sox in that podcast that Jared Carabas and Tyler Milliken did. I want to say Sunday into Monday, maybe Monday at this point. Uh, the podcast after the uh, the twin series, I want to say it was, or before the twin series, whatever it was, earlier this week, they talked about Bloom's future and they talked about Alex Cora's future. And Jared Carabas said that, and Alex Cora's got a job, no pressure, no pressure on Alex Cora at all, and the seat's getting warmer for Heim Bloom. And you know what? That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be, which then led to the response from Sam Kennedy on Tuesday saying that they feel comfortable uh, saying that Heim Bloom and Alex Cora will be back next year. 
I think that's what the Red Sox intend. I think the Red Sox intend for Alex Cora to return next year. I think the Red Sox intend for Heim Bloom to return next year. But I wonder if Alex Cora wants to come back. Buster Olney, Tim Kirchin, talking about that a little bit on their podcast. We're going to play some sound for you coming up on that. You don't want to miss it. Ken Rosenthal writing today in The Athletic, a story about the Red Sox specifically, in which, in part, uh, he indicates from people close to Alex Cora, quote, Alex is not a manager for a developing team. He's a manager you hire to win. Alex Cora wants to win, plain and simple. You didn't need a close friend of Alex Cora to tell you that. You don't need me to tell you that. You don't need anybody to tell you that. You know that. Alex Cora is here for one reason and one reason only. He is here to win. And if the Red Sox are not going to compete, this is not what he signed up for. Alex Cora is not here to waste his time managing a baseball team that isn't going to try and win a World Series every single year. That's his goal. He wants to win every single game. He wants to win the World Series. Is that Heim Bloom's goal? Ask yourself that. What do you think, Red Sox fans? 617-779-0985. Is that Heim Bloom's goal? And I'm still not 100% convinced that it is Heim Bloom's goal. I think Heim Bloom answers to a different calling. I think Heim Bloom answers to kind of this dual track where you build your farm system, you build a competitive enough baseball team to maybe make the playoffs kind of be a borderline playoff team and see where it takes you. Last year, it can take you to the ALCS, game six of the ALCS. You can try and build your team in a very similar way this year. You can screw everything up, and you're a last-place team. But I don't think that ultimately phases Bloom all that much because I think he'd say, well, we're still developing guys on the farm system. World Series victories and doing everything in your power to win a World Series is not Bloom's mission. That's Alex Cora's mission. So my question to you is this. Can Alex Cora and Bloom? coexist can they stay on their jobs together and be fine with it i'm not convinced that they can again buster Olney talking about this tim kirchin talking about this ken rosenthal writing about this today where there's smoke there's fire red sox fans where there's smoke there is fire and you've heard rumors and rumblings that maybe there's a disconnect between alex core and heim bloom You've heard that for weeks. Maz has speculated on it. A lot of people have been floating this around. I think there are issues there. I think undeniably there are issues there. So the Red Sox want Alex Cora back. They want Bloom back. They don't want to make any changes. They told you. Sam Kennedy told you this week they're comfortable with the direction of the franchise. They don't want to make any changes. They want those guys back. Does Alex Cora want to be back? I'm not convinced about that. Alex Cora is a popular guy in baseball. Ownership here loves him. Alex Cora is a very popular guy elsewhere. I think he could manage anywhere in the game. If there's an opening, Alex Cora could pick it. They'd probably want Alex Cora. He's won a World Series. He's a good manager. So if he doesn't want to manage the Red Sox anymore because he doesn't believe in the direction of the franchise, he could go manage somewhere else. Alex Cora could go back into media. Oh, he's friendly with everybody in the media. Alex Cora is really good with that. Alex Cora was good on television. He'd be great on TV. He wants to get a nice, nice cushy TV job. He could totally do that. Or he could be a general manager. And I believe that he does want to be a general manager. Alex Cora has said this publicly. He said publicly that 
He doesn't want to be a manager for 25 years. He doesn't want to be Joe Torre. He doesn't want to be Bobby Cox. He doesn't want to do that. The lifestyle is tough. He's got twins. I think they're four or five years old, somewhere around there. It's a tough lifestyle. Alex Cora has talked publicly about how he'd like to be in the front office, how that would be a good job, a good gig. He'd like to do that. He's talked publicly about the transition that Brad Stevens made from coach to front office. He's said publicly that he'd be interested in being a general manager. And I believe he said it even more strongly privately. Behind the scenes, I think he said it uh, far more strongly uh, than he said it publicly. It's the way most people do it. Connected people are starting to talk about that too. Carabas mentioned it on his podcast this past week about how Alex Cora would like to be in the front office someday. He'd like to trend towards that. Carabas said he'd love to have Alex Cora in his front office. I know I'd like to have Alex Cora in my front office. So I think it's fair to start asking these questions. Does Alex Cora want to manage the Red Sox moving forward? If the Red Sox are not going to contend for a World Series title in 2023, does Alex Cora want to be the manager? If there isn't a commitment from ownership and a commitment from Hein Bloom to go all out to try and win a title, to re-sign Bogarts, to re-sign Devers, to spend your money aggressively uh, on the free agent market, to build the best possible baseball team for 2023, to try and win a World Series, if the Red Sox are not 100% committed to that and Alex Cora feels that the Red Sox are not 100% committed to that, I wonder if he wants to manage the Red Sox moving forward. I think it's a fair question. Again, this guy could do anything in baseball. Why would he want to do that job? Why would he want to grind it out for a last place team? Why would he want to experience this again? I don't think he does. And I think perhaps the most important question is, does he want to work for Hein Bloom? It's fair to wonder that as a Red Sox fan. It's fair to wonder whether that relationship might be beyond repair or whether Cora has lost enough faith in Bloom to say, I don't want to work for this guy anymore. I don't want to work for a general manager who's going to trade away my starting catcher when we're still kind of in the playoff race, uh, trade away my starting catcher, then go out and acquire and do, you know, buy and sell at the same time. And then talk about how everybody in the front office is so excited to have traded Christian Vasquez, a popular player on my team and say that everybody else in the front office is going to go out and have drinks and celebrate and then have to show up the next day and apologize to the team and try and smooth things over, which is exactly what Bloom had to do. Traded Christian Vasquez, said everybody in the front office was excited about it. They were all going out to drink and celebrate, and then he had to hop a plane the next day to go defend himself and explain himself to Alex Cora and the Boston Red Sox and the uniform personnel in that clubhouse. I would not be surprised if Alex Cora doesn't want to work for Bloom anymore. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if, in fact, he takes it one step forward and one step further. Not, that, not only does he not want to work for Bloom anymore, he wants Bloom's job. I believe Alex Gora wants Bloom's job. Would you do it? 617-779-0985. Would you move on from Bloom? And would you keep Alex Cora if that means making him your general manager? Six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five, or we can put the question to you in another way. If you have to choose between Alex Cora and Heim Bloom, who would you choose? To me, the answer is obvious. I want your answer. Got a couple open phone lines right now. We'll take care of you. Trust me when I say we will take care of you. It's the Friday night before Labor Day. <laughs> your wait times will not be long tonight. 
uh, listenership and overall call volume to this program, probably slightly lower than where it normally is on a Friday night. We'll get you to the front of the line. I'll take care of you quick, early, and often tonight. 617-779-0985. It's Matt McCarthy in for Tony Maz on the baseball. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. Now more baseball and more Mads. Okay! This is the Baseball Hour with Tony Mads on 98.5 The Sports Hub. I believe Sam Kennedy, everything he says, so I'm going to take him at his word here, but I'm not so sure this is the perfect marriage, general manager and manager, and I'm not positive that both of those guys are going to be back next year, mainly because of how poorly things have gone, especially lately in Boston. Look, Alex Cora is a great manager. He should be the manager of that team next year, but to me, they're just, help me, Buster, they're just divergent you know, personalities and, you know, they're looking in different directions from what I can see. So they're going to have to really get it together if they're going to make those two work together. Bloom's really smart. Alex Gore is a great manager. And if he doesn't come back to Boston, and I'm not suggesting he's not going back, he would get a job very quickly. To me, the standard, Tim, is the question of whether or not they're doing everything they can to win. Because Alex that's ever since I've all the time I've known him. That's what he wants to do. Would you agree with me? Like that's his stand. I want to win. I want an right. opportunity to win. Buster, I did one of their games recently and he said, my goal every day is to win tonight. That's all he ever thinks about. And when anyone else in the organization is thinking, well, we have to think about next year and the year after that just doesn't jive with the manager, nor should it in many, on many days. The, the goal is to win tonight and win as many games as you can this year and then figure out next year, next year. And I think that's a slightly different philosophy than some other people in the front office. I'm going to put that through the translator. It's Tim Kirchin and uh, Buster Olney on the Baseball Tonight podcast. Former co-workers of Alex Cora at ESPN. I'm going to put that through the translator and say, yeah, you know how other people in the front office might not necessarily feel that way? No, it's Heim Bloom doesn't feel that way. Heim Bloom isn't willing to do what it takes to win, and all Alex Cora wants to do is win. So what does that mean for his future? Again, Tim Kirchin, don't, don't take my word for it. Take somebody tied in in baseball, somebody who has more connections than he could possibly imagine, and Tim Kirchin saying, hey, I, I get what Sam Kennedy's saying. I understand he probably believes it, but I'm not convinced that both of those guys are there next year together because their philosophies are too different. Cora wants to win. Bloom wants to do something else. I think this is going to be one of the primary stories for the Red Sox over this next month. Can Alex Cora and Bloom work together. And I'm not saying that they actively dislike each other. I have no idea. 
I think they have completely different philosophies. I think Alex Cora probably can't stand Bloom's philosophies. I'm sure Alex Cora can't stand the fact that Bloom did nothing to help this team this year, that Bloom did basically only things to hurt this team this year, let Schwarber walk, trade Renfro for nothing, uh, for a couple of A-ball prospects. You bring in Jackie Bradley Jr., you don't get a real outfielder. He's still got Bobby Dahlbeck and Franchi Cordero at first base. There are a million different things that Alex Cora must be frustrated by. Trading Christian Vasquez, one of the most important players on the team, one of the most valuable members of the locker room, uh, the clubhouse, that obviously pissed off everybody, upset everybody, all the uniform personnel on the team. So I, it's totally fair to wonder if Alex Cora wants to stick around for this or if Alex Cora and Tim Kirchner just said it, he could get a job anywhere. Anybody would want Alex Cora. Does he want the Red Sox? That's the real question. 617-779-0985. Let's go to Bob and Chestnut Hill. You're up first tonight. It's McCarthy in for Maz on the Baseball Hour. Matt, uh, great take. Uh, about a week ago, I asked the same question to a good friend of mine, whether or not we're in for a Brad Stevens here. I think what's important to remember is that from the, from the beginning, <clears throat> Alex Cora was not, um, you know, a Bloom's guy. So it's not necessarily only that Alex Cora may not want to work for Bloom. Bloom actually may not want Alex Cora working for him. So that's for starters. The key to me is really what does the ownership think? And if the ownership, um, you know, gets, um, you know, a little bit trigger happy, as they've done in the past several years in changing direction, um, it seems to me logical that they would pull a Brad Stevens. Yeah, I mean, Bob, and I'm sorry to let you go, and thanks for the call. What does ownership think? And I believe Jared Carabas, when he said it on his podcast earlier this week, uh, Alex Cora is feeling no pressure from anybody in the organization as if his job might be in jeopardy. Bloom should start feeling that pressure. Bloom's seat is getting warmer. Ownership is unhappy with Bloom's job performance this year. And how could they not be? And I want to push back against the narrative here. That, that I hear a lot of callers and I hear a lot of hosts on the airwaves saying, I think it's one of these things that we've just come to accept and we keep saying without really thinking about it. You know, people say Bloom is doing the job that ownership wants him to do. Ownership wants Bloom to build a competitive team. He hasn't done that. So Bloom is not doing the job that he was tasked to do by ownership. Now, they may be in total lockstep about how they want to go about building baseball teams, building baseball teams in the Tampa Bay Rays model, so you can build baseball teams with uh, not as many long-term financial commitments. You know, it's one thing to give Trevor Story a $140 million deal over six years. That's not going to cripple a team. That's not a, that's not a big contract, to be totally honest, in this day and age in baseball. It's another thing to hand Rafael Devers $350 million over 10 years, 12 years, uh, 15 years. Well, I mean, you see these deals, the Juan Soto contract that was offered, a 15-year, 14-year deal, whatever that is, worth $450 million. The Julio Rodriguez contract. The Red Sox and ownership are completely out on that. They are against that. That's what their philosophy says right now. And I, that's where I think Heim Bloom is in lockstep with them. That's where I think Heim Bloom is doing their bidding not making any long-term financial commitments. It's similar to their approach in 2013, 14. Uh, we don't extend ourselves for pitcher. That's dumb business. Who would do that in baseball? 
And then, of course, they figured out that actually they were the dumb ones. Two years later, they're out signing David Price. They're trading for Chris Sale because it turns out you actually do need to pay pitchers. And they won a World Series in 2018 as a result of that. So ownership and Bloom are in lockstep on that philosophy. Bloom has met that expectation and he's, he's passed that, that test with flying colors. What Bloom has not done is build a contender, is build a team that's going to go out and win 90 games and, oh, they'll make the playoffs and maybe they'll win a playoff series or two. Bloom has not done that. Bloom took $240 million of John Henry's money, took it out to center field at Fenway Park, and lit it on fire. Bloom had a bonfire with his boss's money, and you're telling me that his boss is totally happy with him? He's not. And I believe the Carabas report earlier this week saying that ownership is not happy with Bloom's job performance. How could they be? They expected him, and I'm sure Bloom in his job interviews sold them on this vision. And they're in line with this vision, or maybe this is the vision they wanted in the first place. We're going to build a sustainable product. We're not going to make many long-term financial commitments. We're still going to spend a lot of money on our baseball team. We're just going to spend it in short-term increments. We'll spend $240 million. We'll go into the luxury tax one year. Maybe we won't go into the tax the next. But we're going to do enough to build a competitive baseball team that's going to keep people coming through the turnstiles here at Fenway Park. We're going to get some playoff gate, and there you go. And we'll take our money from the Red Sox, and we'll spend it on Liverpool. We'll spend it on the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's what we'll do. That's the vision. The problem is Bloom has failed in executing that vision. He built a last-place baseball team with John Henry's $240 million. So, of course, ownership is upset with him. How could they not be? 617-779-0985. Let's go to Tom and Newton. Tom, how you doing? Yeah, hey, McCarthy. So I just want to weigh in on this uh, this take of Cora's GM. I mean, I think we have to stop for a second and just remember why Bloom was brought in. I mean, he was brought in to rein in the Red Sox finances. He's a data guy a stats guy, an efficiency guy. In the teams in last place, they haven't retained or, you know, really acquired exciting talent that's helped the team win. Everybody, you know, I think kind of knows how they feel about Heimblum. Core, on the other hand, exciting guy, players like him, fans like him, media like him, kind of the opposite of Heimblum. And, and I think at this point, you know, if you're a fan of the team, you want to see the team. I mean, again, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, but you want to give them a chance to be exciting, to be talented. Of course you do that. I, I think it's a great idea because what they're doing right now sucks. Thanks. I, I, Tom, I'd be all in on it. Alex Corda, GM, he wants it. This is not, you know, pulling some take out of my ass. This is not, well, have you ever thought that this could, you know, maybe happen? This is not some crackpot theory. Bloom obviously is struggling in his job performance. Alex Cora has said publicly and privately that he'd like to be a GM. Let's also keep in mind, the last time the Red Sox were interviewing general manager candidates, they couldn't get an experienced one because they had fired Dave Dombrowski and Ben Sherrington less than two years both after winning a World Series. So why would anybody with experience want to come here because there's no job security? Bloom is about to find out, I think, how little job security you have as general manager of the Boston Red Sox. And by the way, you should have very little job security as general manager of the Boston Red Sox. We have high standards in this town. We should have high standards in this town. You should expect nothing but the best from the Boston Red Sox. And Bloom hasn't given you that. He hasn't given you that in three years. Last place, ALCS, last place. You deserve more. You deserve better. Could Alex Cora give you better? as general manager of the Boston Red Sox, I'm willing to try it out. 
Are you willing to try it out? Let me know. 617-779-0985. I think Tom in the car agrees with that. Hey, Tom. Hey, Matt. Thanks for taking my call. Great job on uh, the baseball show filling in on Friday nights, too. Thank you. Uh, I, you're welcome. I agree with uh, with everyone really just echoing in what you said. I think it's just a no-brainer to keep Cora and you would let Bloom go. And I think bumping Cora up to GM, letting Bloom go is addition by subtraction. Like I think you just referenced and said like he has not succeeded really at any aspect of, uh, of this much. I mean, last season was, was a solid season, but the farm system is better, but it's, I mean, that's his strength, and that's not even, there's not really that many top-line prospects there. Um, Core is a likable person. Players like him, like you reference, media likes him, and I think the front office and ownership for the Sox are tough to take sometimes. I think Cora would be helpful uh, to have there as well, and I also think Cora would help you you know, bring in and recruit a manager, um, you know, and players potentially, whereas that is not a strength of a bloom whatsoever. Alex Cora to GM, Jason Veritek to manager. Veritek's been traveling, it seems like, a lot more with the team. I know uh, Tech didn't want to, you know, travel as much, wanted to more of have a front office role when his kids were younger. I think his kids are getting older now. I think he'd like to be a manager one day eventually. I'm not going to speculate on that because I haven't, you know, heard anything about that. But I have heard and I can read and I can hear Buster Olney and Tim Kirchin talking about Alex Cora and whether or not he wants to stay here and manage this team. And that's legitimate. Everything about that Alex Cora's future is in question. So what do you do with it? Who do you pick? Do you pick Alex Cora or do you pick Bloom? To me, the answer is obvious. You pick Alex Cora way over Bloom any day of the week. And I know you feel that way, too, as Red Sox fans. Based on the channel, media, and market survey, which came out yesterday, oh, oh boy, did Bloom take a beating. Did he? The poor guy, really. I mean, I almost feel badly. I was like the first person to call for his job back in April. I, I'm not saying I jumped the gun on it a little bit. I saw where this is going. I hate it when I'm right. Rarely am I right, but I certainly hate it when I'm right. I saw where this was going. I saw the trouble Bloom was about to get the Red Sox in. I wanted him out. I wanted him out in the moment. Unfortunately, he wasn't out in the moment. It was never realistic. And this is where you're heading. You're trending in the wrong direction. But man, Red Sox fans are on my side with this one. When it comes to the Bloom bashing, you should, you should hear these numbers. I will give you these numbers about how you feel about Bloom, and, and, and I want to know, are you out there? We got a new intern tonight, Antonio. I, he wants to hear from you if you're still defending Bloom. I haven't heard from the Abluminati. Where are you? Hey, Ryan, Ryan, have we heard from the Abluminati? Where are they? Not yet. Not yet. Where, where are you? You've, did you forget the number? It's 617-779-0985. I don't hear from you on Twitter anymore. That's right. No, we, I haven't heard from you. You know why? Because you don't exist anymore. You've jumped ship. And how could you not? Alex Cora for GM, Heim Bloom out. That's how I feel about it. How do you feel about it? 617-779-0985. And if you're a member of the Illuminati, I'd, I'd just like a wellness check. Call in. Say hi, please. Quick update, then right back. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. 
text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. This is the Baseball Hour with Tony Maz on 98.5 The Sports Hub. What, what I kind of, you know, the scuttlebutt, um, if there's anyone upset with anyone, is that uh, the ownership group not being super thrilled with Heim Bloom's performance this year? Which, that would be the 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 rumors that have have made their way back to me from not just one person. Like that's kind of like, um, I don't want to say general consensus because then it sounds like it's coming from all over the place. It's been it's been a few people that are like, yeah, like ownership's not super pumped <laughs> about where the team's at. Uh, the payroll and like, you know, the luxury tax. I, I'm not going to say it. I'm You're not, not going to say it. I promise I won't say it. Okay. But that's, that's kind of, that's the word on the street. Oh, so um, l- let me bring it one step further, Jared. Now you just said that Alex Cora does not have to worry about his job being moved. Mm-hmm. Would you say that Hein Bloom has any close to that certainty, at least moving into next year? No. Interesting. Yeah, and I I was like shocked to learn that. Uh I so here's the thing. I don't think that Heim Bloom is going to lose his job before opening day, but it is his employment does not feel guaranteed on opening day. Like he has to crush this offseason, I feel like. I believe everything Jared Carabas just said there. He's not saying that Heim Bloom's going to lose his job, but he's saying that the seat's hot. And I believe Sam Kennedy this week when he says, no, we're comfortable in saying that Alex Cora and Heim Bloom are coming back. We're going to have them back. We intend to have them back. I think the Red Sox do intend to have them back. I just wonder if somebody like Alex Cora says, I don't want to do this. I want to win. Ken Rosenthal writing a story in The Athletic today, and it's Matt McCarthy in from Az on the Baseball Hour. I'll take care of you here. 617-779-0985. With the headline, Time is Up, Red Sox Need to Act This Offseason. Talking about the state of the franchise, this is the, the part that interested me. One rival executive said rebuilding might make sense for the Red Sox, considering the strength of their AL East rivals, including the rising Orioles. Bloom, however, said, quote, that's not on our radar, unquote. Nor can it be, as long as Cora is manager, writes Rosenthal. As one friend of Cora's with a rival club put it, quote, Alex is not a manager for a developing team. He's a manager you hire to win, unquote. So that speaks to the philosophy differences between Alex Cora and Hein Bloom. Right there. Red Sox can't rebuild Alex Cora is not the guy for that. Alex Cora doesn't want to be a part of that. That's what Tim Kirkchen and Buster, o- uh, Buster Olney were talking about on the Baseball Tonight podcast, which we just played for you a few minutes ago. Talking about how those philosophies might not align. So if you're the Red Sox and you have to pick, if you had to pick between one or the other, would you pick Alex Cora or would you pick Heim Bloom? I know who I'm picking, and I think I know who the Red Sox would pick in that scenario too. It's Alex Cora. Who would you pick? Uh, let's go to Paul in West Roxbury. You're up next. McCarthy in from Az on the Baseball Hour. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Hey. Listen, I think the problem, part of the problem with Bloom, and I agree with you on Bloom, is that he's a product of the most 
intellectually dishonest thing in sports, which is baseball analytics. And, and by that, I mean this. He tells us we're on a five-year plan, but it's a rolling five-year plan. Last year, the five-year plan was 2021 to 26. Yep. This year, it's 22 to 27. Exactly. Next year, it'll be 23 to 28. The five-year plan never ends. See, I'm a fan of like the communist Chinese and the Soviet five plans, 1959 and 1964. If it fails, out you go. See, their five-year plan. Uh, we're, start, we're starting to trend in a bit of a different direction there. Like, I, I don't, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I liked where the call started. <laughs> I don't know if we need to get into, like, Soviet Russia history. I don't, I don't think we need to do that, but I appreciate the call today. Let's go to Derek in Providence. Hey, Derek. Hey, Matt, how we doing, man? Hey, what's up? What's happening, man? Um, I'm more of a casual baseball fan. You know, I'll tune in from time to time. You, there's no way anybody's going to watch every game, but... I really stopped tuning out this year, and I could say from High End Bloom, what I've seen from him in the past three years, the team has went completely backwards since he's came into office. I mean, not everything falls on him, but you had guys that made people watch baseball. So the problems that baseball has, you had Mookie Betts, you had Xander Bogart, you had Chris Sale as your ace. This was all back in 2018 when they won it, when they had Dombrowski. When High End Bloom comes in, all these names that are attracting people to pay attention to the Red Sox, are going and part of that falls on ownership but at the same time you know high and bloom is failing in every facet i mean it'd be, it'd be one thing if you were winning right if this philosophy was working if you were building a winning baseball team and maybe you don't have the star power that you once did but if you're winning baseball games that's what i care about that's what you care about that's what the red sox care about that's what everybody cares about the problem is you're not winning baseball games and Bloom spent $240 million on this baseball team, and they're in dead last. That's not what you're looking for. And you've turned. You've turned on Bloom, Red Sox fans. As that last caller would say, maybe the way they turned on, uh, on Khrushchev back in Soviet Russia. You turned on him. Still don't know where that was going, but hey, it is what it is. McCarthyism, Game of Jones. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, we're, we're, we, we do, we do nine, we do 1950s uh, stuff at 950 when I'm on uh, the Adam Jones program. That's for sure. The channel media and market survey, only 10% of Red Sox fans think Bloom is doing an excellent job. 17% saying he's doing a poor job. That's the worst ranking allowed by the survey. He has the lowest approval rating of any executive in town. Only 15% of Red Sox fans say they have complete faith in Bloom. Also, according to fans, the second worst thing to happen to Boston sports in the last year was this Red Sox season. The fourth worst thing to happen to the Reds happened to Boston sports in the last year was Bloom. He made the list. He made the list of bad things, and he was way towards the top. The guy took an absolute beating in that channel media and market survey uh, that we love talking about every year. And it's a great gauge of where you, how you feel as a Red Sox fan. People think that Bloom is the reason why the Red Sox are in this spot. He's the number one reason, and I don't disagree with that. That's what the data says, and it's hard for me to disagree. Let's go to Brian and Nadek. Hey, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Good. Uh, I agree with that last caller. I just wanted to say that the most exciting thing to happen in baseball in the last few weeks there's been two things, and that's one, the Little League World Series, and two, 
uh, people having sex in the stands. There's so many empty. It's been great. Who doesn't like that? Let's go to Joe in Maine. Hi, Joe. How you doing? Hey, Matt. Um, you know, good segue on the uh, on the high and bloom on the salary structure um, because my biggest issue is JD Martinez fall off. Is it seems dramatic and it doesn't get a lot of press. I know Xander Bogarts and uh, Rafael Devers both have you know not performed to everyone to anybody's expectations, but. Um, but where does JD fall in this? And he's a UFA coming up. Yeah. I, I mean, mean he, he's and Joe, we're up against it. So I got to let you go. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. JD Martinez uh, has been a massive problem for the Red Sox this year. He's, you know, the power problems they've had. You look at your designated hitter and a former 40 home run hitter. He's not the player he once was. JD Martinez has hurt the Red Sox tremendously this year. I know, by the way, I know a lot of Red Sox fans are unhappy with Xander Bogarts, performance this year. Oh, McCarthy. Where's the home run power? Oh, my God. You do realize Xander Bogarts has the second highest OPS among shortstops in baseball, right? OPS, the most valuable, most important offensive statistic, the most complete way to judge a hitter. You do realize Xander Bogarts, by that metric, by the most important offensive metric, is the second best player at the position in the game this year, behind only Trey Turner. So, like, I know you have a problem that Xander Bogarts, who's never been a 30-home runner hitter, hasn't hit 30 home runs. He's not the issue with the Red Sox power. That's been J.D. Martinez. And that goes back to Heim Bloom. J.D. Martinez is one of the best signings in the history of the Red Sox. It was obvious, though, uh, over the last few years that he was an aging player. If you had a creative general manager, and I thought you did, that's what the Illuminati told me. I don't know where you've been. Again, you've disappeared. If you had a creative general manager... You would have traded J.D. Martinez this past offseason when baseball expanded to the universal DH and teams needed designated hitters, and you would have re-signed Kyle Schwarber. But you didn't do that because your GM hasn't been good at his job this year. It's really that simple. 617-779-0985. we got a segment to go here on the Baseball Hour. It's McCarthy in for Maz on this Friday night. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. minutes to go here on the baseball hour we're going to lead you into sean silver and alex barth they're going to take you for the balance of the night all the way up until midnight good way to start your holiday weekend as you're making your travels to places they'll keep you company they'll keep you entertained line it up for them 617-779-0985 we'll tell you that this week's performer of the week is brought to you by win waste innovations the official waste and recycling services provider of the 98.5 the sports hub patriots and bruins radio networks visit win-waste.com today for all of your waste and recycling needs i always like love picking shohei otani for this just because you can automatically pick shohei otani for every week's uh, performer of the week he doesn't play for the red sox though we got a good one for the red sox this week And I know this will upset the weird, weird version, the small and weird portion of the fan base 
that for some reason now hates Xander Bogarts. You sickos. Xander Bogarts is our performer of the week. Went eight for 16. I can do that math. Kevin, I can confirm. I can do that math. You know what eight for 16 is? That is a 500 batting average. You like that? Is that any good? That's pretty good. But hits don't matter. We need to understand. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hits don't matter in baseball anymore. Let's keep this in mind. It's all about home runs. If you hit singles and you get 200 hits a year, that just says you suck. I, I Getting on base, not the name of the game anymore. Getting hits, I forgot. I apologize. Not what you're trying to do in baseball. That home run thing's not going to stand up when the Yankees lose in the playoffs because all they do is hit home runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bogarts did hit a home run this week. Eight for 16, 500 batting average, a homer. It was a grand slam. Six runs batted in. He scored four runs. He's only been the second-best player on the Boston Red Sox this year, yet for some reason there's a small portion of the fan base uh, that's out on Xander Bogarts. I don't get that. I don't understand that. But that's neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, Again, coming up next, we've got Sean Silver and Alex Barth. Oh, Kevin, I like that. You're pressing the button early tonight. You want out of here. It's a holiday weekend. You've had enough. Fill in times. You're like, get me the hell out of here. I promised you, Kevin. I vow to you. I, I almost feel obligated to take this thing to 7 o'clock, I think I'm going to give them a few extra seconds. I'm going to give you a few extra seconds. Your holiday weekend's going to start early. So thank you to you, Kevin Majori. Thanks to Ryan Beaton. We got a new intern on the Felgrim Maz program. Thanks to Antonio for his work today. Looking forward to working with you. Uh, thanks to Jim, Mike earlier. I'm Matt McCarthy. I hope you have a great holiday weekend. I'll be back with you 2 to 5 tomorrow. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And by keep an eye out, I mean I'm warning you. It's a heads up. If you want to avoid it, I wouldn't blame you. Have a great weekend. Silver, Barth, up next. See you.